You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Liz Eggleston, and I run Course Report, which means that I spend all of my days helping students choose the best coding boot camps for them and answering the questions that we hear most often in the Course Report office. And today's episode is all about veterans' benefits for boot campers. Last time we addressed VA benefits for boot camps on our podcast was in 2018. And at that time, the new Forever GI Bill had just passed. More boot camps were being approved to accept the GI Bill. And of course, boot camps offered their own scholarships for veterans, but that was pretty much where it ended. If you fast forward to today, there are new options and opportunities for veterans who want to attend a boot camp. And so I am very happy to be joined by Maggie Molina from Operation Code and Alicia Body from Code Platoon for this episode where we are going to run through the current state of the GI Bill for boot camps, a program called Vet Tech, and a new, very well-funded program called VRAP. So Maggie, thank you so much for being here. Maggie Molina works with Operation Code, which is a national nonprofit that helps veterans get into the technology industry. She helps both veterans and code schools navigate VA funding, which includes the GI Bill. And Alicia, great to have you on the podcast as well. Alicia Body is the Chief Operations and Development Officer at Code Platoon, which is a Chicago-based based nonprofit bootcamp that transforms veterans and military spouses into professional software developers. Of course, Code Platoon has been in the course support directory for years. Alicia does fundraising and grant writing, but she also helps students navigate their benefits with the Department of Veteran Affairs. So between Maggie and Alicia, I think you can see we've got everything covered. We're going to talk about the breadth of each of these programs. We're going to talk about which bootcamps are eligible for each and how how likely it is for each to be funded going forward, and so much more. All right, I'm going to be quiet and just ask the questions from here on out. So let's start with the GI Bill. Maggie, do you want to take the lead here and tell us high level, what is the GI Bill, and especially in the context of coding boot camps? Sure thing. The GI Bill is a benefit that veterans have. It pays tuition and housing. Normally, it's used at colleges and universities. Since 2015, uh, code schools have successfully applied for being eligible to provide the GI Bill, and veterans have been using their GI Bill at code schools. So if you're in a code school, it will pay all of your tuition plus a living allowance based on where you live. In Chicago, that's about $2,000 a month. In Seattle, it's $2,700. And because code schools are so intense, you don't have to worry about your living allowance because it's covered by the GI Bill. And could you explain just the general process for a student to use the GI Bill to cover tuition and housing at a coding boot camp? Is it relatively easy? Um, it is. So for all the veteran programs that we're going to be talking about today, it's simply an online application. The veteran gets a certificate of eligibility from the VA that says what program they qualify for and how much they have in benefit. And how many boot camps are eligible to use the GI Bill right now? Do you know? 
So I actually used to memorize this and have it in my head, but luckily there are now more boot camps that qualify for the GI Bill. I think we're up to about 35 or 40. Amazing. Okay. So we'll link to a list of all of those. I know it's always kind of changing and growing. So um, we'll, we'll list and we'll link to a list of the most updated. Okay. So 35 or 40, that's, that's pretty legit. And I feel like the GI Bill is probably of the programs that we're talking about today, the most, you know, well-known, most name recognition there. How likely is it that the GI Bill will continue to be, you know, funded or even expand over the next year? And especially for boot camps, do you see that continuing as an option for boot camps? So there's no concern that funding for the GI Bill would run out because it's a benefit that once you've earned, you get to keep it. There was a change to the GI Bill to make it the forever GI Bill. So it used to be that your GI Bill would only last for 10 or 15 years after you got out of the military, but now it doesn't expire. So you get a, it's a 36-month benefit, and that 36 months you get to use until you use them all up. So I've actually already used all of my GI Bills, so I don't have any GI Bill benefits left but the GI Bill isn't going away. Usually what we do sort of in the history of the country, the GI Bill first started in 1944. Normally we change the GI Bill in response to every conflict. So there was a Korean GI Bill and a Vietnam GI Bill. Considering sort of the current state of the country and going forward, it is possible that Congress could decide to change the GI Bill in response to another conflict. But right now, for anybody that has forever GI Bill benefits, that's in the bank, solid, not going away. And I don't see code schools walking away from it either. Actually, what we've seen is an expansion. More and more code schools are applying for it and letting veterans use those benefits. And what about for remote training? Can somebody use the GI Bill for an online boot camp or does it have to be in person? The baseline rule is that the GI Bill is only in person, but there is an exemption right now because of the coronavirus. And that goes through June of 2022. So if you were in a resident in-person program, but that program was switched to online because of coronavirus, you still get to use your GI Bill. So that does expire in June of 2022, but there are now new funding programs. They're called Vet Tech and VRAP that do allow um, veterans to use benefits for remote programs. Do either of y'all ever see Congress or the VA allowing remote training beyond June 2022 for the GI Bill? Is that even a possibility? I I think it is. And I think it's going to be key to have these job placement numbers. And if we can show not just specific schools, but the numbers in the aggregate, that the placement rates are the same for in-person and remote training, I think we have a really strong argument to make to allow remote training for the GI Bill. But I would couple that with a job placement requirement. I don't think it should just be done without that job placement requirement. Okay, so pros and cons of the GI Bill, you know, I'm hearing very reliable, includes housing and tuition, living costs. It's almost certain that it will continue to be funded and, you know, quite well known and established. And then the cons that I'm hearing are that it's in-person training only. So someone that wants to do an online boot camp after June would, would not be able to do that through the GI Bill. And then, and of course, that not, not every, every boot camp is... Accepts the GI Bill. Right. Um, And so code schools have to apply. It's um, a very intense process to apply and get approved for the GI Bill. And then there are continuing requirements to maintain that VA approval. All right. Fantastic. So that's the GI Bill. Thank you, Maggie. And, And let's move on to vet tech. So Alicia, 
what is vet tech and you know you're actually a part of the vet tech working group so uh we know you're a you're a very reliable expert here tell us about that pilot vet tech is a really exciting program from the va that is a five-year pilot that um really recognizes the need to meet veterans where they are and help them find careers in high technology fields it is a program that's funded every October 1st. And we originally started with $15 million. We were successful pretty early on to raise the budget to $45 million a year because of the popularity of the program. But, you know, funding has been running out every year. So we're, we're working, working through those budget constraints, but it's a very popular program uh, with our veterans. And it really allows them to attend coding boot camps not only in person, but also remotely. So, you know, as compared to the GI Bill, students can train remotely using vet tech and also receive that housing allowance. Okay, cool. So tuition and housing, you can do that remotely. Um, could you explain just the general process for a student to use vet tech for a coding bootcamp? Is it similar to the GI Bill? It is similar to the GI Bill, where students fill out an online application with the VA in order to qualify for vet tech, students have to have at least one day of GI Bill remaining on the first day of their class. So that, that's an important distinction that, you know, make sure that you have at least one day of GI Bill remaining when your class starts. But when you fill out that application, the VA will send you a certificate of eligibility similar to what you would get with the GI Bill. And then you take that to one of your approved training schools and we can enroll you from there. Okay, cool. So a student is not actually using more than one education credit of their of their GI Bill. They just have to have at least one credit left. Correct. Yeah, that's a really, really great point, Liz. So um, as long as a student has one day of GI Bill remaining, they qualify for vet tech and the entire program that they're training with. So you will not consume any of your GI Bill when you use vet tech. You just need GI Bill eligibility remaining to be approved for vet tech. So it's a really great option for veterans who maybe are saving their GI Bill for something, you know, for something different mm -hmm. um, in the future or for, for students who we see a lot of times that have used a lot of their GI Bill in previous education um, endeavors and now find themselves with you know, a, a small balance of GI Bill that they can't really do anything with, but they, they now, now qualify for vet tech. And so they can get their, our full training paid for, full tuition and full housing, whether that's in person or remote. And um, they're able to, to do our training at that point with, with vet tech. Amazing. So um, that is one way that it's different from the GI Bill, but the student still has to choose a boot camp that is approved by vet tech, right? Yes. Yes. So okay. um, providers do have to apply to the VA to be approved as a vet tech provider. Right now, we have about 25 schools that are approved across 17 states. And schools actually have the option to be a preferred partner or not. So the preferred partners really make an extra promise, if you will, to, to the VA to say we are going to get our students placed into jobs. So another big difference with vet tech is the focus on finding meaningful employment for, for students who participate. So vet tech pays out tuition to providers in uh, three different installments. 
providers will receive 25% of tuition when a student starts the class, and they will receive the second 25% of tuition when a student graduates the class, and then they receive 50% of tuition when a student finds meaningful employment within six months of graduation. So there's a lot of incentive to um, help our students find jobs and find careers using the skills that they've been trained in. So it's a really unique program in that sense where, um, you know, there, there's a lot of, lot of focus on finding meaningful employment and making sure, sure that we're not just training, but we're also getting veterans into these high-tech jobs. Absolutely. I think that model is the most intriguing to me because it is so tied to outcomes. And in the world of coding boot camps, of course, outcomes kind of reign. Uh, it's how we evaluate and judge the efficacy and quality of boot camps in this industry. So such an interesting model. And so do we actually have any outcomes or placement data for boot camp students who have used that tech? We do. Yeah. So, you know, we were, we're in year four of this pilot and we're, we're really starting to see some great data. So we've had collectively as providers about 2,500 graduates of um, boot camps through vet tech. The average number of days that a student is, is getting employment is 67 days and their average starting salary is 59,000 a year. So, you know, as providers, we're really, really proud of those outcomes. And, you know, I can tell you just from Code Platoon's perspective, um, just to, to kind of, you know, get a little more detail around this, we've had 65 students graduate as vet tech supported students. And we actually have another 16 that will graduate in early 2022. 50 of those have found meaningful employment, which is about a 77% placement rate. And we actually had one platoon, with, you know, one class in particular that graduated about a year ago. We had 100% vet tech placement rate in that class. Graduating during the pandemic, during 2020 and that entire yes. job market. They graduated um, January of 21. Wow. So, you know, kind of mid-pandemic, if you will, hopefully. And we were able to to place 100% of our vet tech students in that class. So, you know, th this program is working for, for a lot of providers. And certainly from a Code Platoon perspective, we're seeing a lot of success with, with our students who are getting the training and then finding jobs, you know, within within six months. Okay, so for that class at Code Platoon, were all of those students learning remotely? And what kinds of placement statistics do you see for in-person students versus remote boot campers at Code Platoon? Yeah, so before the pandemic, actually, we had started a remote program. And at the time, it was just one or two students. Um, but, you know, in March of 2020, we moved all of our classes online and have only recently in late 21 started to open our classroom back to in-person students. So, you know, the majority of our training over the last two years has been purely remote and we are seeing great success and equal to better success really from when we were training in person. So our remote students are receiving the, the same training and the same success that our in-person students are. Um, and we're really proud of that at Code Platoon, that we're able to to place our remote students in careers at the same rate, if not better, than what we were placing before with almost exclusive in-person students. 
Really cool. Okay. So you mentioned we're in year four of the vet tech pilot program, four of five. And so how likely is vet tech to be funded in 2022 and beyond? I feel like maybe the one downside of vet tech and to me, vet tech has always been super interesting because it's such a low cost to the student and tied to outcomes, but it's always running out of funding. So how do we, how do we kind of go forward into 2022 with vet tech? It is, yes. Funding has plagued us since the beginning. You know, the VA really struck a chord, I think, with with meeting the demands that our veterans are showing that they want programs like this. And many just don't have the GI Bill and, you know, schools don't have the GI Bill. So VetTech really has become a great program for, for meeting a lot of unmet needs. So we're, you know, like I said, we've got $45 million every October 1st. We're working very closely with a lot of our representatives to try to expand the budget while we're in this pilot program phase. And then we're also, you know, collectively with providers, with the VA in talks to make this a permanent program. I know there's a lot of momentum in DC to make this permanent and really, you know, allow for for more students to participate. Um, Making it permanent would certainly increase the budget. So we're hopeful that that will happen. We're working behind the scenes to provide a lot of these outcomes and, you know, really show those in DC that this is a positive program that that needs to be funded more generously. And then, you know, hopefully into the future for a long time. And we should point out that we're recording this in December. And so there is still money in the program right now, right? Correct. Yes. We still have some budget remaining now. Historically, you know, we've, we have run out of budget in the spring, sometimes early spring of the calendar year. So, you know, we'll see what happens in January of 22. But all that to say, if you're a veteran listening, please, you know, apply for vet tech, the VA will still approve you even if the budget may temporarily be exhausted. And that just really helps us show the demand and the need for permanency of vet tech. Okay. Incredible. So pros and cons, I'm hearing on the pros side, you know, you only need one day of the GI Bill to use vet tech. Remote training is allowed. And in the case of preferred partners, success is very much tied to alumni outcomes. There's that incentive for schools there to actually get students jobs. And then on the con side, you know, future maybe a little less certain than the GI Bill, um, some funding issues, although there is some momentum to make this permanent going forward. Anything else I'm missing? That's pretty much vet tech at a high level there. Very cool. All right. Okay. So let's move on to the program that I admittedly know the least about, VRAP. And Maggie, give us the rundown on VRAP. What is it and who is it intended for? So um, VRAP is the Veteran Rapid Retraining Assistance Program. It was passed in March of 2021 as part of the economic stimulus package in response to coronavirus. It builds off of vet tech, but there's a few big differences. Um, First, there's much more funding available in VRAP as compared to $45 million a year for vet tech. Over almost a two-year period, VRAP has $386 million. VRAP is for veterans who no longer have a GI Bill benefit and lost their jobs due to coronavirus. Like VetTech and the GI Bill, VRAP pays for both tuition and housing. 
and it also pays for more than co-schools and high technology training. There are construction jobs, healthcare jobs. If you go to the VA's website, you can just search for VRAP or go to the VA's website and look for their education um, section. And there's a list of all the high demand occupations. There's also PDFs that show, um, actually looked at the list over the past week, there's about 8,000 separate certificate programs over seven to 800 schools. There are actually a lot of community colleges on that list. There's probably about 20 to 25 code schools. There are truck driving schools, mechanic schools. It's a much broader scope of employment than vet tech. So BRAP is for veterans who no longer have a GI Bill benefit, and that's a significant expansion. So both GI Bill and vet tech are only for veterans that have a GI Bill benefit. So I haven't seen a lot of veterans using BRAP at code schools yet. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you and get the word out there on VRAP is I think there's a lot of veterans who maybe aren't sort of checked into the VA or thinking about their veteran benefits anymore because they've already used them. And VRAP, especially for veterans who lost their job due to the pandemic and went to transition into a new career, um, VRAP is a fantastic option. So if you're a veteran and you no longer have benefits, ask your friends and family, Find veterans that no longer have their benefits and have them go to the VA's webpage and check out VRAP as an option. That is a really good point. And Maggie, how hard is it to prove that you lost your job due to the pandemic? Is that a straightforward? From what I've heard anecdotally, it's not bad, but there isn't a lot of experience yet with VRAP. And we've seen so few students using it that I don't think we have a good sense of any barriers to entry. Okay, so about 25 code schools are on that list right now. And are those schools applying to be a part of VRAP? So to be a VRAP provider, you have to either have vet tech approval or GI Bill approval. And that's actually a little bit of a barrier. You can't only apply to VRAP and get approved for VRAP. You either to get to VRAP, you have to either have your vet tech approval or have your GI Bill approval and then use one of those approvals to get your VRAP approval. And in general, can a student learn remotely through VRAP or is that limited to in-person also? Uh, VRAP also covers remote. So both VRAP and Vet Tech are remote and GI Bill is remote through June of 2022 because of the pandemic. Okay, cool. So then the process for a student to use VRAP is to find the bootcamp. Well, you actually, (laughs) you lead that. Tell us what the process is for a student. So the process for a veteran to get approved for any of these programs is to go to the VA website. If you go to va.gov slash education, all these programs are going to be listed. It's going to be an online application for the GI Bill for vet tech or VRAP. There's a webpage specifically for vet tech. There's a webpage specifically for VRAP. If you look on those pages, it has what the qualifications are. There's gonna be a link to the approval. There's gonna be a link to all the schools that accept that type of funding. You can also use the GI Bill comparison tool to search for vet tech providers. But last time I checked, the GI Bill comparison tool does not show you the VRAP providers. Okay, okay. All right. Wonderful. So is, are there any downsides to VRAP that we're overlooking? I guess maybe that it sensibly ends December 11th, 2022. Might it continued after that? Doubtful. So um, I think next year, what Congress is really going to be considering is the vet tech program and the VRAP program. 
and probably considering what those programs are going to look like moving forward. You could have a mix of vet tech and VRAP. You could have one or the other, and um, hopefully they'll take the best elements of both programs and create something for veteran funding and high demand occupations moving forward. All right. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're listening to this, if it's before December, 2022, look into VRAP. GI Bill is, is available forever. And, and hopefully vet tech, when you're listening to this also has, has funding left, but those are three really great options. Okay. I think that's fantastic. So there truly are options for you. If you have GI Bill benefits left, if you have one day of GI Bill benefits left, and if you have no GI Bill benefits left. So um, yeah, really covering the gamut there. So Alicia, what would you say is the, I'm going to put this in huge air quotes, what is the best option for a veteran who wants to go to a coding boot camp of those three? You know, when when vet tech is, is funded, um, vet tech really is your best option, especially if you do have at least one day of GI Bill remaining. You know, if, if you have exhausted your benefits, VRAP is you know, a very, very great option as well. Very similar in a sense. So between vet tech and VRAP, we really, you know, hope to cover the majority of our students, you know, and when vet tech doesn't have funding, GI Bill can also be a really great option, just a little more limited when, you know, when we're outside of that waiver and we don't have remote approval. But, you know, overall, I think the sentiment that that I talk to our students about all the time is that, the VA really has recognized that there is an opportunity to help veterans find career in these high demand tech fields, especially through coding boot camps. And so, you know, ask your school. If you've found a school that you'd like to go to, ask your school to, to talk to you about the different benefit programs. You know, we see a lot of students coming through our doors that have, you know, various ideas of, of how they want to attend our program. Um, and we can be a really great resource to help you navigate all of these these benefits that are really here for you. So, um, you know, take a look at what the VA is offering and and hopefully you'll you'll find a good option. Another great option is uh, vocational rehab, also known as VRNE. Um, that's a program for students who have a um, qualifying disability. That one is a little more specific on on how you qualify, but can also be found through the VA's website. And you're assigned a counselor and um, can get approved to attend a coding boot camp that way as well. So, you know, again, overall, there's just a lot of really great VA programs supporting coding boot camps right now. And we encourage anyone interested in attending a coding boot camp to look to the VA to see how how they can participate. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe one of the only downsides to, to these programs is that not more boot camps are, are qualified or are able to accept those benefits. So could we talk a little bit, you know, this episode is definitely for the students out there, but could we talk a little bit about how hard or how, how easy it is for a school to get approved? And Maggie, what advice do you have for boot camps that want to actually get approved for one of these funding programs? So the good news for any schools that want to get approved for one of these programs is that there are a lot of schools out there that have already gotten approval and they're, those schools and people like me are more than happy to help you get to the promised land 
and offer these funding programs for veterans. Um, when I started working on this in 2015, there were no code schools that offered the GI Bill. I helped get the first code schools uh, approved in the state of Washington. That's Code Fellows. They were one of the early movers on this. And now there's code schools all over. There are other code schools that will help you get through that process. I will help you get through that process. The more code schools that are participating in this, um, it not only helps all veterans use their benefits in a way that gets them a job, but as there are more people participating in it, we're, we're going to have a better program all around. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Maggie, for doing that work to guide code schools through that process. Um, whenever folks read, reach out to me, I always pass them right along to you. So <laughs> appreciate that. It's great for the students. And, you know, when I look at these programs, I see a model for funding boot camps that is tied to outcomes, which is really quite exciting. Thinking into the future, do y'all think that any of these programs could be used as a model for non-VA or non-veteran boot camp funding? Absolutely. So there's been a lot of questions about higher education and student loan debt um, in our country. And I think looking at these veteran funding programs that are specifically tied to outcomes, both Vet Tech and VRAP, um, I think that's a model, especially for vocational training, the accelerated learning program. You go in six months, you get a job and you're good. You're on a path to financial stability. You have a career, you have a future in front of you. I've always said that for me, I think the gold standard is go to a coding boot camp, use your GI Bill, um, get into industry, and then go back and, and get a CS degree part-time. I don't think, I think sometimes the debate becomes higher education versus coding bootcamp or an accelerated learning program. I don't think it's either or, it can be both at different times. But the coding bootcamp model really models, it's the same thing as the, our military training model. I served in the Air Force, I actually dropped out of high school. Um, I joined, I scored really high on the aptitude test for electronics. I went to tech school for eight months and I became a radar technician in the military. That's the model that the military uses. It's the model that coding boot camps use, use. And I think it makes a lot of sense, especially for the country coming out of the pandemic as we rebuild our economy. I would love to see something like vet tech applied to manufacturing and other industries where we need to rebuild our economy with a highly skilled population. So I think these veteran programs should not only be made permanent for high demand occupations for veterans, but also we should look at expanding those to civilian students. Absolutely. All right, wonderful. Oh yeah, go ahead, Alicia. Yeah, I was I was just gonna add, um, this is like kind of in the weeds, but vet tech providers are specifically approved because we are not accredited. Um, so GI Bill will only approve remote learning for accredited, which ends up being universities and more traditional higher ed, right? Mm. So that's why coding boot camps are kind of stuck in this um, situation with GI Bill remote approval, because you have to be accredited, which most coding boot camps are not. And so vet tech has come in and said, you actually cannot be accredited to be a vet tech provider, but we will pay you tuition for remote training. So it's a really interesting moment, I think, for the VA to recognize that there are schools that are not accredited, but are doing a great job with their remote training. Now we just need to provide the data to back that up, which is which is happening now. 
um, with with vet tech, but it's a really it was an interesting kind of pilot program to write in that sense. Um, I don't know if the VA realized what they were doing, but it, it's put providers in an interesting space that we can sort of show our worth and then hopefully come back around to GI Bill and and get them to expand that approval process so that schools like coding boot camps can get that remote GI Bill approval as well. It also may be interesting to consider if there's lessons learned with coding boot camps and accelerated learning programs for traditional higher education. Should there be a job placement requirement on a traditional higher education school? And that's not something that has ever been broached, but I think there are career services and job placement metrics um, that are best practices with coding boot camps and non-accredited schools that higher ed might want to consider. I'm nodding my head vigorously. <laughs> There's a huge opportunity next year, I tell you. Could not say that better myself. And it sounds like we're going to see a lot of expansion and congressional like decision-making around these programs in this upcoming year. So we will... Keep an eye on that. And and of course, we'll do an accompanying blog post for this podcast episode. And we'll keep that updated with, with anything that y'all hear and any decisions that we hear around these programs. Maggie, you did a great job kind of talking about your background and, and how well this path worked out for you. But why does a coding boot camp make sense for a military veteran? Like, what can someone with a military background add to it? tech company? Like, why do tech companies want to hire military veterans? Why are these programs being developed to begin with? I'd love to hear Alicia's take on that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So, you know, at at Code Platoon, when we work with employer partners, they love to hire our students because they know that they're hiring students that have this military experience that, that gives them leadership skills. It gives them life experience. And while they may be a junior developer, um, and young in their coding careers, they bring this life experience to the teams that they join, and they're really able to contribute on day one. And they have an ability to learn, and they have the the willingness to learn. They've they've had a career in a sense, you know, while they were in the military, and they're now hungry for this civilian career. So they're they're motivated. They've got high energy, and they really bring just great value to the tech teams that they're a part of. And we hear that time and time again from our employer partners, and we get a lot of repeat employer partners because of that, because they're, they're just seeing such great success with, with our graduates. Yeah, those are really good points. I mean, I think anyone who's listening can look at any of the Code Platoon graduates and see like how that career trajectory has made perfect sense. But we also at Course Report, we interview a lot of military veterans who have gone to a coding boot camp and then ended up working, um, you know, as software engineers afterwards or cybersecurity engineers, really a spectrum of, of technical jobs. And um, whether it's the soft skills that they're bringing or security clearance or past, you know, hard IT skills, we just see that being such a clear path for veterans who are going into civilian jobs. So thank you to both of you for all of your work trying to get more folks into into these new types of jobs. 
All right. Well, Alicia and Maggie, I cannot thank you enough for joining today. This episode is going to be so helpful to veterans who want to change their careers at coding boot camps. And also, I think these pilot programs can just be incredible models for future outcomes-driven funding programs outside of the VA for boot camps in the future. So um, thank you so much for going into that. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please check out Operation Code and Code Platoon. And if you're listening to this and you have zero uh, days of the GI Bill left, one day of the GI Bill left, or a a lot of the GI Bill left, you've got options here. So thanks so much to Alicia and Maggie for going through all of them. And remember, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast and subscribing to Course Report and leaving us a review. And we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks, y'all.